Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Yahoo Sports NBA Podcast. Hosted by Chris Mannix. From interviews. Let's bring in John Wall. He's Reggie Miller. Bring our To the latest NBA news. To insights you won't get anywhere else. Rioting is bad. You shouldn't riot. Past episodes of the podcast can be downloaded in the iTunes Store and Google Play. Why wouldn't you go back? Subscribe and leave a rating or comment. Here he is. Speaking of guys putting their foot in the road. Chris Mannix. Yes. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Yahoo Sports NBA podcast. Got a great show for you this week. Feels like I always say we have a great show, but we really do have a great show this week. Brad Stevens, the head coach of the Boston Celtics, he drops by the podcast, and we cover all the bases here. We go back to Game 7, talk about LeBron leaving the conference, all the players Boston has coming back and where they all fit into starting spots. We get into all the praise he got last season as being uh, one of the best coaches in the NBA. All that and a lot more with Celtics coach Brad Stevens. Quick housekeeping note, if you like this podcast, very easy way you can support it. Head over to Apple Podcast, post a comment, leave a rating. It's simple, it's easy, it's free. It takes you like 10 seconds, and it is the best way to make sure we keep doing this podcast week after week. That's it. All right, let's go. All right, joining me this week on the podcast, Celtics coach Brad Stevens. Brad, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, Chris. So what's, do you have a process on autopsying the end of a season? Do you, I mean, do you the kind of guy, I remember we were discussing off the air, Tom Thibodeau, and Tibbs told me when he was let go in Chicago, he actually went back and watched every single Bulls game film ever that he ever coached in his time off there in a condensed period. Do you have an, a process for autopsying a season? Yeah, we, you know, we, we stay engaged in that season, um, you know, for a couple of weeks after it. So go back and look at things that went well, things we need to get better at, you know, the 10,000 foot view. And then also, you know, some obvious, um, things that we want to improve. We know going into the summer 
and then take a step back and take a deep breath, get ready for summer league, put our, um, put little things in for summer league that we want to try. Um, but not necessarily overly committed to, um, but see how it all works. And I thought Jay Laranega did a great job with our summer league team and as usual. And then, uh, now as the, as you're, you have all your guys signed and you know who's on your roster and everything else, um, you really get into, you know, the deep planning of the offensive, defensive, um, you know, practice plans, progression of things, all that stuff. I know you got the question right after game seven about, you know, kind of appreciating what this team did all year long. It's got to be tough to have that kind of perspective in that moment. Mm -hmm. But as you got some separation, you know, losing two all-stars and still doing what you did, I mean, could you take some pride, the team take some pride in, in what they accomplished? Yeah, I think as long as you're in this, though, you're just focused on what's next. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think you ever sit back and just, you know, think of it in terms of like a college season where you have a banquet at the end and, you know, you hand out, you know, awards and all that stuff. And we never did that at Butler either. But like, I, do, I just think you move on. And, um, you know, I thought that this team, we believed in each other. Um, and I think we were all disappointed with how it ended. And, um, you know, I think that that was the beauty of that team was uh, it didn't really buy into anybody else's thoughts. And it just kind of, um, you know, we all decided that we were going to compete and compete for as long as we could. And unfortunately, our time ran out, you know, a little bit short of where we wanted it to. Are you the kind of guy that goes back and, and watches a game seven? You know, I know you've played in games or been in game sevens before, but a conference finals game seven and you know, dissect to the minutia yeah, of what could sure. have done. Yeah. Sure. I mean, and, and I usually try to do that like right afterwards. Mm -hmm. So um, whether it's a day later, whether it's a couple days later, you know, just to just to a, a be able to it's fresh in your mind to look at it, to say what we did well, what we didn't do well, again, what we need to do as we head into the off season um, and then be to move on, mm -hmm. you know, and I think that that's one of the things that that's really important, too. And um, you know, as you go back and look at our playoffs as a whole, we had some great moments, but you know, we, we had things all year that if we don't improve and get better, then, um, you know, it'll be hard to take a next step. When you look back at, at game seven, is there something you say like, man, I wish we did this a little differently, or is it LeBron's great and he does some great things sometimes? Well, I, you know, he was great. There's no question about it, but you know, we held him to 87 as a team. Um, so we were really defending and in a lot of that series, we were really defending, especially at home. You know, our, the two things that stand out obviously are the, you know, we, we didn't convert in game seven, um, and our lack of winning on the road all the way through the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Those two things really stood out and, something that I think, you know, we've spent a lot of time thinking about, talking about within these walls. And, um, you know, I think we'll, we'll all improve from the experience. But um, there's no question we're, we're itching to get started um, because, you know, as good as that run was, it was, a, it was a bad taste in our mouth at the very end. When you get started again for the first time in, in four years, LeBron won't be in the conference. What was your reaction when he did what he did in going to L.A.? You know, I think one of the things about free agency is it's it's you know every person's got to choose what's best for them, and you know so I, I don't I don't really you know over dissect it or overreact to it. Um, he was tremendous in his time in the Eastern Conference, both Cleveland, then Miami, then back in Cleveland. The eight years in a row to the finals is one of the most remarkable feats I think in sports. Um, and you know he did an unbelievable job. Um, 
you know, in each of those years, adjusting to all the different things that were thrown at him. I'm sure we'll continue in LA, and um, but at the same time, you know, we know that it's it's not necessarily about who's not here um, in our conference. It's about how we play, and um, we have to improve. We know where we have to improve, and then we have to maintain, um, especially on the defensive end, where we left off. Is it when you say we know where we have to improve? How much of it is is individuals improving? Because you're going into next season with two players that are that were not part of your group. Yeah. That um, well, Kyrie was part for half the season, but what they do is going to be something you you layer onto it. Is it just individual well, improvement? I think the biggest thing is like if you look at our if our, just statistically, you know, we were not good enough offensively to compare ourselves to championship teams of the past, mm-hmm. and um, you know, just as a whole. Um, defensively, you know, we were pretty good, and especially when you comp- compare us to the rest of the league. And when we got into the playoffs, we did a lot of good things. And again, I think the challenge with that is, and I've been on teams that have been at the top level the year before and then really tailed off at the start of the next season. The challenge is coming back and saying, we're committed to doing all of these little details again, and there will be no steps that will be skipped. We're not trying to be playing in April on September 26th. We're trying to be better on September 27th. Mm -hmm. And just being able to take that day-by-day approach, enjoy the journey, have fun with it, but get better through it. And then offensively, we just have to – and I think this will be a combination of things. Obviously, we're adding two very, very good offensive players um, that will be able to mask some things anyways. But – um, but at the same time, I just think the year together we will benefit from more than anything. I, th- I do think that the continuity on offense is a good thing, um, and that was probably the one area where we felt our, you know, only bringing four guys back more than I would have thought. You know, I thought we were going to be a little ahead offensively and a little bit behind defensively, and it actually turned out to be the reverse. Were you happy with how the guys that played took the loss? I mean, do you, do you look for that about how they respond in the immediate aftermath to a loss like that in Game 7? Well, I mean, it was – it was when, you, when you're winning at that level, um, you don't expect to be done. And, you know, I was fortunate enough to live it in college and then now live it in the pros. And I think that you just – there's a bitter taste to that. And I think everybody felt that. Um, and I thought, you know, Baines articulated it really well the next day when we had a team meeting where he said, you know, basically this was – that that loss um, reminded him of his time in San Antonio when they got beat by Miami and, and – um, you know, it served as motivation into the next summer. We'll see how much, how much we took out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you could tell everybody was stung by it, and you know, hopefully, it will be a a subtle reminder um, as we move forward. You bring Baines back, and you talked about the continuity, and you've got that right now. But w- with this team and and this general manager, do you go into off seasons kind of bracing yourself for anything really that could happen? Well, yeah, like last year at this time, if we would have been doing this interview, mm-hmm. and we may have done it. I think we did it, we and did we talked it. about Isaiah yeah. and his yeah. health. And, and so, like, you know, I'm planning and for our staff meetings, and then our staff is planning for, you know, things that we will do as a team uh, moving forward. And then when your team dramatically changes in a small uh, in in one moment, then I think that um, that's just something that you have to adjust on the fly with. Yeah, I don't anticipate those things, but I didn't last year either. 
Um, and I just think that's one of the things about generally you have to be on your toes in professional sports. I, I do think that, you know, obviously we've had so much change in the last five years that, um, you know, we were really prioritizing the ability to maintain some continuity here this year, especially with Kyrie and Gordon coming back from injury and them not getting a chance to, to play in the playoffs last year. By the way, did you, did you know that Isaiah reached out to the team at the time? He spoke about this publicly last couple of weeks. Did you know he had reached out about coming back, and what was your reaction? I love Isaiah. So I, I knew, um, and, you know, I think that you know, he's one of the hardest workers, one of the most um, dedicated pros that I've been around. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, like everyone else, I, I want um, – I, I would love to see him have an unbelievable year. And for him to reach out, I think just – first of all, he meant a ton to Boston. Mm -hmm. He meant a ton to all of us, especially those of us that got a chance to work with him every single day and be around him. And, you know, I think that he really had fun here. Mm -hmm. Um and I'm happy that he's back with Denver. I'm happy that he's with Mike Malone. I think they, they've got a great relationship. Mike's a great coach and, um, you know, hopeful that he has a, had an incredible year. Did it rise to the level with you about, um, okay, how do I, how could I work this guy in? Or did it, did it ever get to that point in your mind? I don't want to talk about okay. those discussions just because any of that stuff is between Danny um, and the player that he's talking to. And mm -hmm. so it's, um, you know, obviously I say that because I, I know Isaiah mentioned it, but you know, I can't hold Isaiah in any higher regard. Mm. Um, he's a he's a special guy. Mm. You, um, Gordon, does a pretty good job of keeping everybody updated on his blog and Players Tribune stuff. So we've got a good sense of of, of where he's at in a big picture thing. But as we sit here in early August, um, where is he? I mean, does he is and where do you see him as we approach training camp? Uh, yeah, we had one of our trainers out there last week. Who said he's. He looks great. Um, Danny was out there um, for a couple of days as well. So um, they say that he's looking great, progressing well, and should be good to go. You know, I think he and Kyrie will both be fully cleared by the time training camp starts and probably well before. And so, um, you know, obviously you'll probably have some things to manage mm -hmm. as you move forward through the early part of the season um, just because of the, the amount of work that you go through in training camp to get ready for a long season. Um, but at the same time, I think, you know, they're both in really good spirits and health-wise really good. Are you anticipating kind of easing him back into into the mix? I mean, I, I haven't, we haven't seen him play in five-on-five five yet. And you, as we sit here in early August, are you guessing that he will have to be kind of eased back into to playing again? Well, I think there's a degree of patience anytime you're coming back from a um, significant injury where you miss significant time. And it's And it's not just about the healing of the injury. It's about the – you know, getting back on the court in a five-on-five -five scenario. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think a lot of guys, um, you know, probably more so than ever, probably don't play as much five-on-five -five mm -hmm. in the off season. I think some guys get to that point maybe in August and early September and then maybe come back to their teams and start, you know, organizing some open gyms. But, um, but there's a little bit of that for everybody, but certainly for a guy that has um, missed a significant amount of time, a whole season with an injury. Did you see Uncle Drew? I watched Uncle Drew. We mm -hmm. we rented out a um, movie theater for our summer league team. Mm -hmm. And so we all went together. 
First of all, I haven't been to a movie in so long <laughs> that I didn't realize they had like the comfortable seats where you could lay oh, down, yeah. put your feet up, and order food. I've slept through two movies doing that. So like, like the whole movie experience <laughs> has changed since I last went to a movie, which is an indictment on me mm. for not going to movies. But um, I thought it was really good, mm. and I thought Kyrie did a great job. I thought it was fun. My kids love it. Mm-hmm. So like, um, it's really mm. I, it was uh, it was fun to to be that close to an actor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those seats are dangerous though. They are, you get too comfortable in them and all of a sudden you're just dozing off. No question. I could see where you could just go and, and watch a couple of movies, get a good dinner, mm-hmm. a dessert, some popcorn. <laughs> it looks like a great night. Feel well rested afterwards. Um, you know, he, he's been getting all these free agency questions um, as he approaches that year. Does that affect you at all? I mean, is he, I mean, you're probably not going to get the questions as much, but wherever he goes, he's probably going to get it in a lot of different places. I mean, how do you, how do you approach that as far as dealing with, with him and how he, how he handles it? I don't, I'm not going to talk to him about it at all. You know, I think, um, you know, uh, one of the things that, that I want to do is just, you know, give everything I can to all these guys while they're here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and hopefully the people that are here recognize that it's a, a really good environment with a high upside for a long time. And, um, some place that'll be committed to them and committed to their overall um, game and enhancement and off the court and everything else. And so there's no there's no real discussion um, to be had. It's more or less we're, we're, we can't wait to get to work and um, we get a chance to work together every day. And then you know when when those time comes for any free agent to look over what their options are, you hope that um, you, you have separated yourself with the everyday relationship and the work there and. Um, but as far as like talking about it and everything else, mm-hmm. you know, he's been so good to me and, um, you know, everybody around here likes him so much that you know, we don't even think twice about it to be real candid. I'll get back to Brad Stevens in just a minute, but first I have to tell my listeners about today's sponsor. Support for the Yahoo Sports NBA podcast with Chris Mannix comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, America's premier home purchase lender. Let's talk about buying a home. It can be one of the most important purchases you'll ever make. But today's fluctuating interest rates can leave you with unexpected higher payments, which can turn a great experience into an anxious one. That's why Quicken Loans created their exclusive power buying process. Here's how it works. They check your income, assets, and credit to give you a verified approval. This gives you the strength of a cash buyer, making your offer more attractive to sellers. Once verified, you qualify for their exclusive rate shield approval. They'll lock your interest rate up for 90 days while you shop for your new home. Then, once you've found the one, if rates have gone up, your rate stays the same. But if rates have gone down, you get to keep that new lower rate. Either way, you win. It's the kind of thinking you'd expect from America's largest mortgage lender. To get started, go over to rocketmortgage.com slash Mannix. That's rocketmortgage.com slash Mannix. Rate shield approval only valid on certain 30-year purchase transactions. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply. Based on Quicken Loans data in comparison to public data records, Equal housing lender, license in all 50 states, nmlsconsumeraccess.org number 3030. Now, back to my conversation with Celtics coach Brad Stevens. The the consensus on the outside is that, you know, with all these guys coming back, somebody's going to have to take a step back. Somebody has to go to the bench and come off it. Is that fair? To, I mean, is there a conversation at some point that you have to have with somebody about, you know, look, this is kind of, which is numbers game. You can't start six guys. Is that a, is that a conversation you'll have to have with somebody? 
Yeah, and I think one of the things, no question, right? I mean, you can only play five at once, but I think one of the things is, is I think all of our guys realize that we have a really good thing going, mm-hmm. um, that nothing's guaranteed. We still have to come, put in the right amount of work, focus on the details. As I said, skip no steps, get better in every which way. Um, but at the same time, if we do that, then we have a team um, – you know, that should be a tough out on any given night. Mm-hmm. And I think part of being on a team is all being understanding that there's nothing like experiencing winning together. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think that that's one of the things that we'll continue to shoot for here and that, you know, hopefully we'll be able to take the next step by making sure that we get better on September 26th. But for me, it's more about we have a unique thing and I think we all have to recognize that. Um, you know, the starting thing, the finishing thing, and everything else, we're going to have different lineups out there, and everybody's going to get an opportunity and lots of opportunities to make an impact. Mm. It, it's it's strangely important to a lot of players we see with Carmelo and other guys across the league right now. I mean, does, do you think it'll take work to convince somebody that, that you know, it's not that big a deal, that you we will be mixing and matching these lineups? I mean, well, we'll just do it like we've always done it. You know, I don't... I don't Marcus Smart's come off the bench for two years, and I've never considered Marcus Smart to be a non-starter. Mm-hmm. You know, I just think that you, you know, we're fortunate enough on our team that we've got, you know, eight, nine, maybe ten guys that are starters, mm-hmm. and so we'll we'll figure that out as the time comes. And and um, and I do think that our guys have a recognition overall about like that's not what it's about Mm -hmm. you know it's about trying to be the best that we can be collectively if we all do what we do to the best of our ability it'll benefit everybody individually um but you only get so many chances to be part of a special group Mm -hmm. and you know we're pretty fortunate to be in this position we need to take advantage of it along those lines do you come to training camp especially at those wing positions thinking it's an open competition for for a starting spot I think the biggest thing is you always say, okay, it's about how you play, but you also think about how it all fits together and and how groups are going to play together and everything else. The training camp's not very long, so I think you have to have an idea about how you're going to play, especially early on in the season. But those things get changed really quickly. They get changed through performance, through injuries. Um, Last year, I mean, if you would have told me who our starting lineup was in the playoffs, I would have said – you know, um, that was not what we would have thought going into the season. And those guys stepped up and, and played great. And it's a reason why I think we go into this season with the idea, not with guys that, whose name get called at the start of the game, but rather than, you know, we've got nine or ten starters. When you play well, people get credit. Jalen got credit. Jason got credit. Terry Rozier got credit when he stepped up. Um, you got a lot of credit, too, during the year. And, and yeah. you were talked about a lot as among the, the elite coach in the league. Was that uncomfortable at all for you, you know, getting that in a lot of different places, especially in the playoffs? You seemed like we were hearing that a lot. No, it's really uncomfortable. Um, and it's one of those things that I guess is just part of it. But you don't pay attention to a lot um, when you're in the middle of it. And I think, you know, you especially appreciate and realize all the efforts of everybody around you that have put all of us in this position. You know, we all, especially in a coaching or support staff role, have a role to play. Mm-hmm. Um and some get talked about more than others, just like a team, right? I mean, some, you know, Kyrie's going to get um, the majority of the discussion because he puts the ball in the basket unlike anybody else. And he has, you know, an uncanny ability with his creativity to make plays that just other people can't make. Um, but that doesn't mean that the other guys don't add just um, 
just as much value to winning at the end of the day by doing their smaller roles well or maybe under-discussed roles well. And I think that those are things that, that – and I know Kyrie would be the first to say, those are things that, that the players really appreciate. And I don't look at our roles as any different in coaching or anybody else that, that works in the Celtics organization. And so for one person to get a lot of attention, especially on the coaching side, you know, doesn't make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we're lucky to get to what, to do what we do. I kind of mushroomed after Dwayne Casey got all those votes from the coaches. I kind of said, I mean, Dwayne Casey had a great year. Like he was, he should have been coach of the year. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was, he, he had a terrific year. Um, Kyrie said recently, um, that one of the reasons he's excited for this season was that coming out of last year's training camp, they, they felt they had a great training camp. They felt that they were coming in and as a, as a legit contender and everything kind of came together. Did you get that same feeling coming out of last year's training camp? You know, again, defensively on day two, it was like, man, we're good. Mm-hmm. Like we could be a really good defense, which I did not anticipate. Um, I thought that we had some strides to make, especially with a younger team. Mm-hmm. But our length and athleticism – stood out uh, and then our anchors in you know in Baines and Horford stood out with their ability to kind of direct everybody and, and um, you know be elite defenders um, at the rim has really really um, you know kind of separated us early I thought and then offensively at the end of the at the end of the exhibition season our last half in Charlotte we were really good. Mm-hmm. And then you could see that carry over through the next week as we were getting ready for our season opener. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can, I, can, I, can, I can see why Kyrie would say that. I think we all felt that sense. Um, that being said, when you're in the midst of coaching especially, I think, you're so worried about the next game, you're not thinking about what could be mm-hmm. 82 games from then. Um, you're just focused on, you know, hopefully getting better with all those things. But you could tell we had a good group that fit well together. You, you obviously like Jason Tatum to, to draft him, but, I mean, a kid that is a teenager to step into that role and play as well as he did. Was there a point during the early stage of the season where you you said to yourself, like, all right, we might have something really, really good here, that, that he really surprised you? Um, I think that there were probably a lot of points, and but I can't pinpoint any of them as we're talking. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just really obvious really early that not only is he super skilled um, – He's very talented. He's long, um, but he's really smart, mm. and he's really mature as far as his demeanor, being able to move on to what's next. Um, and so all of those things added on to the fact that he's got a great work ethic. He's an easy guy to like. Mm. You know, all, you know, he just has it. And so it, I guess by the end of the year, you're not surprised by anything with him until you review the year and you realize that, He's 20, mm-hmm. and so, um, but he's a he's a good one, and you know we've talked about this a lot. Is, you know, he's so young in his career, but he's always already experienced so much mm-hmm. that building on it and continuing to maintain that focus, effort towards improvement, um, is the challenge that lies ahead for him. And we've seen nothing this summer to think that he hasn't totally embraced that. I mean, he's been he's working, and you know, I just saw him today. He mm-hmm. looks great. Um, he worked out here at our facility and, um, you know, as he gets ready for a, a trip to China mm-hmm. with Nike, um, you know, he's put in a lot of work to get better. He's talked about adding weight to that frame. I'm guessing that's a priority for you too, with how, how big he gets. Is it a number of pounds he puts on certain strength things that he, he does? I mean, what's that physically for what's the next level physically for him? 
You know, I think, first of all, being able to play lower longer requires a, a significant deal of core strength for any player, but certainly younger players with size. And so that's, the, that's really been our emphasis is continuing to focus on the core strength of things. All the exercises that he does, all the things that he's tested on, I got to tell you, I don't really even pay attention to it. I know that our strength and, mm -hmm. and training staff do such a great job with it, and they, they are um, – you know, they're so encouraged by his work, but not surprised because we all expected him to be a worker. Is that, I mean, is his ability to finish through people kind of the, the next phase in, in offensive development? Because he can score over you, he can go around you, he can do a lot of different things. Just being able to kind of physically bulldoze past guys, is that the next level of, of offense for him? Yeah, I, I think that being able to to get into the paint, make the right read and get into the paint or or finish through contact, certainly. Um, you know, I hesitate to ever say to go through somebody because mm -hmm. sometimes the right play in this league is not to go through them. It's to, to kick it out and mm -hmm. make the next right play. Um, as a team, I think that's something that we have to improve mm -hmm. on this year. But, um, you know, that's the beauty of Jason is he's a good player, but he's got so many areas that you could see if they can just get a little bit better. Um, but he's working on them. Mm -hmm. And... Um, you know, he's able to manage that and still be one of the best players on the court through a lot of those playoff games. Did you consult with Kobe on what he, he was working with him on last couple no, weeks? No, but I think it's, to me, it's, it's great that, first of all, Kobe is so interested and invested in mm -hmm. the younger generation. Secondly, I love it when players choose to go and seek out somebody that has had unbelievable success in the past. Mm -hmm. I love it when coaches do it. You know, I'm a big believer in you've got you've to strive to be the best version of yourself. You've got to continuously grow. You're continuously learning. You have to stretch yourself. And if players take the initiative to do that, that shows a lot because it shows that, you know, they want to improve. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's a special moment for a kid when he gets to meet his childhood idol. Mm -hmm. um, but it's also a great testament to his desire to get better. How do you try to grow in an offseason? You said coaches you want to see. I, I do a lot um, as far as trying to pick the brains of people I really respect um, in and out of the industry. Um, I try to spend a lot of time with, um, you know, with, again, different, different people um, and books that I feel will help me grow as an individual um, in the offseason and help better prepare to – play my role during the season. Mm -hmm. um, but every year, you know, we do um, a few group get-togethers, but also I'll seek out individuals. And you're just trying to take anything you can to mm -hmm. be a little bit better. Because you know if, you, you know if you're not improving, you're in trouble. Mm -hmm. Was there any book you read particular this summer that stands out? Yeah, I hate to say one <laughs> because I've, I'm reading them all. The, I, I'm just trying to – again, I'm trying to, to, to better um, – myself overall mm -hmm. so I I do try to I do try to read as much as possible but I, I will say this I'm a probably a classic example of ADD and mm -hmm. so if I'm not really engaged by the first 100 pages <laughs> I'm probably going to move on to what's next yeah I, I can relate to that uh, lastly the um, you know the last few years you've been kind of an up-and-coming team young guys you know, already people are talking about this team as the favorite in the East. Already people are talking about, you know, uh, a chance to win a championship right away. I know you go into every season, you know, wanting to win that very last game. But, you know, going into a year with expectations will be new for this team. Is there anything you, you do differently or say differently to your guys about, you know, the expectations, the outside expectations that are going to be out there? 
You know, I think the the beautiful part of just kind of keeping a day-to-day mindset, trying to improve every day, is that no matter what your expectations are, whether you are at the beginning of a building stage or whether you have a team like we do that's coming back and bringing a lot of guys back that's trying to reach a next step or your Golden State Mm -hmm. and you've won three out of the last four championships, if you're focused on the day – and getting better that day, then everything else takes care of itself. You have a chance to be the best version of yourself. And, and our challenge is to be the best version of ourself. Mm-hmm. And um, so that starts with that mindset. You know, everybody knows in Boston, when you play in Boston, all four major sports teams will go in with the same goal this year. Mm-hmm. That's just the reality of playing um, and being a professional sports team in Boston. Um, but at the end of the day, it's about then – changing your lens to how do we get better today to give ourselves a best chance to be standing at the end. If you didn't like Uncle Drew, could you have even said it? That's a great question. <laughs> you know, I probably wouldn't have said it, but I actually, I, I told Kyrie I really liked it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the other part was I didn't just enjoy Kyrie. It was fun because a lot of those other guys were my era, right? Mm-hmm. Watching, you know, I was a little bit younger than Chris Weber, mm-hmm. but watched a lot of his games with the Fab Five and then as his career, Reggie Miller was the Indianapolis mm-hmm. guy. So um, for me, it was really fun mm-hmm. to watch Lisa Leslie and Nate and, and all of the those those actors and actresses do their do their thing on the big screen <laughs> and do it so seamlessly. I was trying to think like boy, I would be a dud Mm -hmm. if I ended up on the big screen someday. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that somebody can carry the torch for the rest of us in the game. Could you see yourself being an extra in a movie like if they were like, we want like Eddie 2 or Eddie 3? I would have no chance at even being an extra. I don't even think I could stand there and be a good fill-in for Mm -hmm. a movie. Too boring. (laughs) Real quick, I want to – I, at USA Basketball Camp, you see all these guys there. You had some of your guys there. Kyrie was there. Is that is that an aspiration of yours someday to be part of a USA Basketball staff? Is that on the bucket list, so to speak? You know, I, I hate to say that it's an that it's an aspiration because I think that would be an aspiration of any coach, mm-hmm. right? And I don't want to, um, you know, they have the pick of the litter because nobody's going to say no to USA Basketball. Mm-hmm. It's something that everybody wants to be a part of. I've already been fortunate enough to be on a USA basketball staff. Matt Painter coached the team in 2011, and Mm -hmm. I was his assistant with Conzo Martin, and it was an unbelievable experience. But, um, you know, it's one of those things where, to be candid, if I were on the USA committee, I'd pick a bunch of other people first. Mm -hmm. And so um, ultimately, you know, regardless, I'll I'll pay attention, I'll root. It was cool that Jay Laranega got to be a part of that. Um, practice camp uh, earlier this month with Coach Pop. And uh, I think that the amount that he took away from Coach Pop, in fact, I just got an email that was two pages long of all the different <laughs> things that he took away. And um, But that's a special part of, again, going back to getting a chance to be around the best and learning and growing and trying to get better yourself. Oh, Brad, I appreciate it. Nice digs, by the way. You've got the, the big office here. See, you took the, the corner office. These, these offices and this facility are absolutely no joke. Mm-hmm. We were—I was talking with Scal the other day. We were doing a, a thing for NBC Sports Boston. I saw we, that driving we, around. We town. were driving around town, and he said, "You know, the expectations to win a championship mm-hmm. when you have a facility like this." And, and in all seriousness, I don't think that if we won a championship or a number of championships, mm-hmm. that we would deserve a building like this. This mm-hmm. place is absolutely incredible. They. They skipped no steps on this, for sure. you got to ask some of the old staffers. I remember back in my old ball boy days of being at Brandeis, and that was 
that was low, low level. That made Waltham look like a pretty sweet, sweet setup. It's amazing how, and I saw this in college, right? You saw all of the facilities just get to the point where they were just ridiculous. And now you're seeing it in the pros. And I mean, I'm, a recruiting I'm biased, tool, right? I'm biased, but this is the best one I've ever been in. <laughs> well, Brad, always appreciate your time. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. That's it for this week's episode. My thanks to Brad Stevens for joining the show. As always, you can download archived episodes on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, really anywhere you can download podcasts. While you're there, post a comment, leave a rating. You know I appreciate it. And I'll see you next week. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.